0: Welcome to the Land Your Bet Sports Betting Podcast. It's Sunday afternoon, actually, here on the West Coast. I got Oaks with me back on the show as we're looking at 13 games in the NBA on Monday. Going to run through really quickly how I did the other day on Friday. We had Prop Bomb on here as well, and he is the bottom there. I'm on the top. We went four and one, a nice 2.64 units that we ended up with, which felt very good. I apologize once again for trying to bet on Julius Randle. That's my fault. Uh, I played like a bum. We'll just call it that. It was a mistake of the game. Uh, But we move on. Like He he was close to that. He just stopped. Uh, But more importantly, that does mean that we stay up units here, my man. So 4-1, 2.64 on Friday, like I said, for the season. Just on these picks, by the way. Not the Coast to Coast podcast that I'm also on. But just the land your bet stuff. We're 32-22. We got 6.13 units made. Uh, We haven't bet sides or totals in a bit. But we've got a few of those on the show. So... Oaks, my man, let me get to your first bet and ask you how you're doing before we uh, get into it.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, when I was talking with Josh, I was like, yo, the number one thing I got to talk about is this mini revenge narrative that Milwaukee's got going on against the Bulls. Milwaukee hates being called the second city. They hate being second fiddle to Chicago. Uh, Their basketball team is much better than the Bulls. We still somehow sell out the arena every fucking game at the United Center. Um, So I I have a feeling Milwaukee's going to be real pissed because all you could hear on ESPN 1000 in, in Chicago was us talking smack about how we beat Milwaukee in an overtime game without three starters. I think that Milwaukee's going to have a chip on their shoulder. And I think that part of that chip is going to be Dame Lillard here with over 23 and a half points. He doesn't have the greatest history against Chicago, but it's a very small sample size. He's dropped 40 on us before. And (laughs) I think that, you know, I know that he's not shooting like that up in Milwaukee, but I think that if he wants to, He can do it, especially without Zach Levine, Caruso. Um, We don't really have anybody who defends guards super well and especially not guards like Damian Lillard. Dame has been over in, I want to say 13 to 20 for the season so far and over in seven of his last 10. One of those unders being that game against Chicago uh, where he only had 18. I think that... Listen, I, I just think that this is a big get-up spot for Milwaukee. Um, I, I, there's some bad blood here. They definitely want to watch the overtime loss out of their mouth. And I might even uh, I might even think about taking Milwaukee minus 10.5 because they might blow the Bulls out of the water by 30. I think they're, you know, that frustrated with not beating Indy too and in, in playing in, uh, you know, the – the this in season tournament. So I think Milwaukee has a lot of stuff building that they're gonna be able to work out on the really bad bulls team here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel I think um, you know, if you do like to to ride with the Dame twenty four and over bet and you wanna and and you're so confident about that too, you get a nice little like simple uh player player performance double, right? Where you take the money line and Dame to go over in a little parlay if you wanted to add that together. That's that's always a nice positive correlation. But yeah, most importantly for for this game, I do see them winning. Caruso not playing is going to be huge for this bet. Uh, he's yeah. questionable with an illness as we record this. One of the things uh, that is a detriment to being able to record early, but at least we're looking at some of this stuff, you know, as these opening lines have come out very recently. And, and Dame might go up very well because of the fact that this is another great spot for this team. The blowout factor is there, but I, I think if it gets to that that place in this one, like Dame is going to already have contributed heavily to it. Um, once again, it, it's really about Caruso to me if I were to support this bet fully because if he does play, this team is wildly good at defending the top of the, the, the key. But still, that that was also just sort of like by design. Last time, Dame was scoring in the first part of the game and then stopped trying. To be honest, uh, he only had 18 at the end. Not trying, but he stopped shooting or shooting well. So he was still at 18 points through like three quarters last game. I would feel comfortable if he was sitting at 18 going into the fourth to get six more in this one. So I, I'm with that. Uh, I'm gonna go into uh, a, si- a total here and talk about Real- this Cleveland. Oh, go ahead.
1: Real quick, I just yeah, want to yeah. say. Um, by the time you see this, the, the prop already is moving. I, okay.
0: I've,
1: I've seen it kind of flop. Um, you know, it was getting real juice there at 23 my, uh, and a half at like minus 125, one thir- uh, minus 130. So some sharper yeah. books have already bumped this up to 24 and a half. I'd be fine taking this at 24 and a half. I'd be a little hesitant if you wait for Caruso News and see it jump up to like 27 or something in that neighborhood.
0: Right. So yeah, there is a little bit of hope that he doesn't play, but to your point, like it's going up for a reason for, for Dame in this one. Uh, and I would not bet on him. Like the chip on the shoulder stuff for Dame is always there when he just went played really poorly against a team. Uh, and I, I wouldn't be able to see him doing it twice in a row. Uh, my, my first one here Oaks is in that Orlando and Cleveland game. And I think we're just getting a ton of value because I have two bets from this game, but I'll just start with this one. Um, and we'll, we'll keep going ping pong back and forth, but over 225 and a half for Cleveland at, at Orlando And this is just like a textbook situation for for an over. Uh, You look at the the splits for these two teams, and that's an easy place to start. Like, I liked an over when these two teams played in Cleveland, where the splits are actually against the over. And now we're back in Orlando with the same total at 225 and a half. I like it even more. So 113 points per game on the road versus Cleveland. That's four more than they score at home. They allow about the same, about 110 at home. Right, and then uh, and on the road playing about the same pace. Orlando is the the, the massive difference and disparity. The 121 points per game at home for the Magic versus 106 on the road, and they give up uh, about three more points per game on the road. But like their their defense against Cleveland should be good. I do I do like them at minus two and a half if you get it. Minus it's up to about minus three and a half in a lot of places, which I still like anything under five for this team to be honest. If you wanted to take Orlando at home like I said they've been winning by an average of about 15 points per game in that building and that includes the whooping of a few really good teams in there like Boston so um, the, the way that Cleveland's been playing down low defensively is also just a, a huge reason for Cleveland for, for liking Orlando and the over in this one. Uh right, like in the last two games that these teams have placed face each other, Orlando has absolutely dominated uh the paint, scoring uh combined 128 points in the paint over their last two and only allowing like eighty-eight. Uh, in that t- excuse me, eighty six in that time frame. So they're they're just they destroying them in down low. And Jared Allen and Evan Mobley have played in all of those games that I just mentioned. Uh, so it's a lot of Goga Batadze and then Franz and and Paolo really just shooting all their shots down low. They 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 lost last game uh, and only scored one hundred eleven points on two of 23 shooting from deep in, in Cleveland. And they still had yeah. 37 free throws, but it, that was the exact reason for the game, right? Like uh, Cleveland outscored them by 21 from the three point line. They outscored Cleveland by 10 from the free throw line. And so that was the 10 point difference right there, right? Like it was basically, the that was the tell of the tape. I, I can't possibly see Orlando shooting two for 22 or 23 once again, and I still can see them getting to the free throw line 30 times add like eight more points 10 more points whatever from from the three in the free throw line i think this one should be good for over 225 and and i would hit orlando uh minus two and a half three and a half all the way up to five
1: yeah i mean you're obviously always going to shoot better in your building you're familiar with the rims you're familiar with the backdrop um you know and part of shooting is familiarity that's why we see um guys on neutral floors struggle to make their first couple of shots that's why um, especially in college basketball, when there's these big um, neutral floor games, I tend to take the under in a lot of those because it's tough shooting on new rims with a new backdrop. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you real quick is Wendell Carter still banged up? Is he? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so it should
0: still, still be Goga, Goga Batadze in there.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, but again, I, I like Wendell. Uh, I like him at Orlando when he does play. X Bulls big man that we apparently couldn't figure out how to use or, or keep healthy. Um, so you know, it's just when when we get into the Eastern Conference and I see stuff like that, it's just like needles under my fingernails that it bugs me.
0: Um, I feel you. I feel you. One one last thing in this game too. To your point, uh, Markel Fultz is out. Jalen Suggs is out, which I'll talk about yeah. another bet here in a minute. That's a defensive minded player. Both of those guys a bit better at defense. Uh, and then you get more Cole Anthony, which means more offense and less defense for the for the Magic. Um, so I'll be talking about that th- with another bet. But I would play this up to like honestly, I think this is like three, four, five points off. Um, I, I would play this up to like two twenty nine and a half. So uh, let's let's run right into a bet that I love, man. I love fading vooch. Honestly, let's let's get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So this sticks with the mini Milwaukee revenge narrative and. I think that they're going to give their starters some run um, as long as it doesn't get completely out of hand because Milwaukee's pissed off. And I know Vooch has had some strange success rebounding against Milwaukee. He's actually over in four out of six um, going back to uh, 2022. But those games weren't super competitive. Like – listen, if, if they leave Vuch in to get some garbage time rebounds with Levine out and the amount of starters that we have banged up, I'd be honestly shocked. Um, and, and to me, that just means we don't care about Vuch And That was a bad contract that we should have never picked up. So I, I, I love the under here, especially if Giannis is getting a bunch of run. Um, especially if, uh, Bobby Portis, is he still up there? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's still in Milwaukee. He's yeah, another yeah. ex pole who loves to absolutely shut down our bigs and play absolutely phenomenal defense because he hates – well, he's glad to be off the Bulls, but he didn't like his role at the Bulls, and we never really gave him enough time to develop, and now he's got a championship up in Milwaukee. So, <laughs> um, listen, Vooch, he, he's – to me, he's a little European soft, is a big man. He doesn't come down with a lot of defensive boards, especially even with Patrick Williams out. If he gets more run, like I don't see Vooch coming down with a lot of boards here. He doesn't have that, I need to get this board, Um, you know, he doesn't have what I look for from guys who are big in the paint that like to throw their weight around, box you out, and will have an absolutely grimy game with you, hooking, holding, and throwing their weight around to get every rebound possible. That's just not who Vooch is. He would much rather stand out on the wing or be up by the perimeter and shoot a three ball and occasionally get a long rebound and On offense, sometimes he's down there. Sometimes he gets a rebound and a putback. Um, But, you know, getting grimy rebounds just isn't Vooch's game. So I like him for under 10.5 here. And I really like the number at minus 105. I thought that we would see maybe 9.5, which is a much tighter line with a a bigger plus number. Or, uh, you know, I just thought this line would be a little you know more around the minus 110 minus 115 splits that are traditional when props open up i didn't think that he would be so juiced to the over in a game like this
0: yeah they started they started the the line a little bit low uh like you said so that they could juice the under a bit more um compared to what you might like expect for for a vooch line like Essentially, he's had a ton of rebound chances. It's just he's also only gone over this when he's been playing against bad rebounding teams. Um, and and yeah, he had an over he hasn't gone. He's gone over in like four of his last six. Uh, I would also mention two of those didn't have either Brolo or Bobby Portis in them. So when Vuc is getting in on that second unit, then he was going up against like at one point, Joe Ingles was yeah. his opponent to help him to box it out. So like, yeah, this is this is a different matchup than what he might be used to, especially with 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 this team, like you said, coming in and just trying to dominate, You're not getting points in the paint. I do think like maybe this keeps getting bet over a little bit. And like, if people want to hit it to 11 and a half, you could wait for that, but we're reporting this matter early. And this is a nice, uh, a nice bit of juice that you get for him to get one fewer. Cause I would predict him right around that 10, honestly, is right around yeah. where I predicted. So it's not like you're getting that much leeway from some of the projections for how many rebounds he's going to get, but you're still in a good spot uh, with one of the best rebounding teams who's limited in, And by the way, in the past 10 games, um, Milwaukee's also up their rebounding percentage and started limiting uh, their opponent's rebounds to uh, the tune of the top 10 and fewest right is, is where they're at so i'm, I'm with that one I, like i'm, I'm not going to hit vooch myself personally but i fully see the like super betting logic behind it but um i am going to kind of go back to the game i was just talking about because I, I really diligently looked at two games because those were the ones that i really felt comfortable with knowing who is and who isn't playing so sticking with this one the magic and the calves i'm going over for donnie mitchell who does not have a points prop up yet But man, uh, he loves playing the Magic, and Jalen Suggs is out once again. So that's a a huge reason for this bet right now. Uh, In his last three against the Magic, he's averaging 37 a game. He's up to about a 32% usage in those three games, and Darius Garland has played in all of those games. Uh, Darius Garland in the last three versus that team versus the Magic has also had roughly 11 potential assists per game. So definitely taking on a bit more of the actual PG role has Darius Garland in in recent um, weeks, as well as just against the magic in general, which these two teams just played in Cleveland on the uh, 6th of of, uh, December. So that was just last Wednesday from when we're recording this on Sunday. And yeah, this is, this is another opportunity for a guy who, okay, just let's put it this way before Jalen Suggs went out in the first uh, 20 games or so for this team, they were the number, the number two in terms of limiting uh, shooting guards points per game. In the last seven, which has not included three or four Jalen Suggs Sugg's appearances, they are down to giving up the third most points per game to shooting guards. This dude is that good, man. Like he is an all, right now, at least all second team defense. Derek White might be all team first. We depend, because I think you can just, it's not by position anymore, right? You can just do whichever position you want at that point. Like you're going to get guards, forwards and center. Uh, And so I think Jalen Suggs easily, uh, especially as a shooting guard, like his his, um, absence in this game is going to be massive in terms of how Donnie's going to be able to score. I, I do think Donnie's going to be able to score from the perimeter a ton. They've started giving up more three-pointers without Jalen Suggs, Markel Fultz. Also out, like we said, there's going to be a lot of Cole Anthony defending on the perimeter. So if this comes out at about 27.5, 28, like my guess is it either is 27.5 juiced way to the over, or it's right. Or the, or the inverse it's up at 28 and a half. And the under uh, is where you're like losing a, a lot of the steam there. So I would go ahead and uh, feel like you can play this up to 30 and a half. If you want to play a little ladder liable to scored almost 30, uh, 35 and two of the last three, including a 43 point banger. So yeah, there's the Donnie Mitchell likes playing against this team.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it's not hard to talk me into spider props. If you think he's going to have a good game, especially with Jalen Suggs out um, this is ripe for Donovan Mitchell to go off.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's get to uh best bet number three from Burr oaks
1: Yeah, okay. So I don't have great logic on this one. Charlotte <laughs> fucking sucks out loud. I don't know what else to tell you. They really, really suck. Uh and Jimmy Butler, I know he hasn't been necessarily great in like wowing people, but he gets an incredibly soft matchup here. Uh, I'm sorry. I was on the wrong bet, so give me one quick second oh, to good. pull this up. Miami at Charlotte. Jimmy Butler. Points. Yeah, so Jimmy has gone over in four of his last five versus Charlotte. Um, we all know that, Charlotte, like I said, Charlotte's soft. Um, you know, Charlotte's going to be without uh, Ball. They're going to be without – anybody really who can stop Jimmy from doing anything he wants. If Jimmy has a good game, like that's the other thing without Bam out Bayou there, Jimmy knows he's going to have to step up a little bit more and, It shouldn't surprise you, knowing that I'm a Bulls fan and knowing that I've been one for a long time, I think Jimmy's a really good player. I think he got kind of a raw deal when he got uh, traded out of Chicago, and they thought that they were going to keep him by bringing in Rajon Rondo and Dwayne Wade at the end of his career. Uh, And then I also think he got bogus deal up in Milwaukee. So, er, yeah. Not Milwaukee, no, uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, when he got yeah. traded to Minnesota. Yeah. And I know he loves playing for Tibbs, but, like, that locker room was an absolute mess. I, I'm not a big Andrew Wiggins guy. And, you know, just the, the baby softness of those guys up there didn't fit well. Now he's in Miami. Now he's got his own team. And he's under Pat Riley, who's no bullshit. And they know how to win games. This is a game that Miami should see easy an easy dub. You get on uh, you go and you get the easy wins. And Jimmy Butler to have 24 and a half. I, I love this spot for him. I, I think it's a really good spot. Um, I believe they're at home as well, too. Or are they at Charlotte? One second, I apologize.
0: Uh, no, I got them in Charlotte. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're in Charlotte too. So yeah, you get, you know, you get on the road, you go out there, you get your 25, you come home with the dub. Pretty easy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love the confidence yeah he should he should uh it, bam bam's out did you say uh, i was looking at injury. Uh,
1: i have him yeah i had him listed as yeah. out slash day to day
0: yeah so we'll see like i feel like they're very slow with these um w- with these injury reports coming off of all this all this time like it's hard to tell right we're still a little bit in that like in-season tournament. everybody on the
1: roster carries the questionable tag until they don't exactly
0: and and we're in a place where like all these teams haven't played very much so they're like with the in-season tournament so there's like these wonky schedules i don't know where guys are at from coming back with like rust versus rest like which one is better but like for for jimmy like he's going to be relied upon and if you look at his recent game logs the teams he was going under against uh, were teams that he was actually, you know, do, he was doing a lot less scoring and a lot more facilitating and banging down low, like teams against like Cleveland and and those other slower teams. Now we get the fast paced stuff, and if you look at like I said, his his recent game log against faster paced teams like the Pacers uh, and even uh, against, man, he's been playing some really slow teams but then you go back to brooklyn and charlotte that bam yeah they've been playing some slobber knockers for with, with yeah. miami right and so now you come back to being able to like get these like faster pace weaker defensive teams I'm, I'm with like taking advantage of him coming back would love bam Adebayo to be out for this bet for sure but uh let me move to another total before i get to another prop in that game we'll, we'll close out with a couple bets from each other here Denver at Atlanta, I've got a lean at the under and I've got a Denver minus two and a half. And this might go up Denver. I'd play up to once again, minus four and a half or so. I'd keep it under five. But that's where I would keep them up as a favorite. The under, I I mean, the only reason it's a lean is because I will say I, I already hit it at 239 and a half. It went up a point after it opened at 238. And then I do think it's going to go up. I think that people will continue to bet it. You see Denver and you think, oh, they're going to just own Atlanta in the paint, which they probably will. Um, But they also you see Atlanta being like they're playing so fast. They're scoring 126 at home. How could you possibly take an under in that game? It's 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 mostly Denver. I I do think Denver is going to come in and control the tempo. These teams have tended to go under that said Trey hasn't played. So it's really about is Trey going to be able to impact this game the way that he wants to getting up and down and really just keeping the pace fast, even if they're not playing in transition, they are playing at a very fast pace. They're still not like they're they're relying on fast break points. They're relying on a lot of like second chance points and crashing the boards. That's not going to be easy for them in this one. Like we've got Aaron Gordon back. We've got Michael Porter Jr. in there. Uh, Jamal Murray is back for this team. So KCP's in his rightful spot at, at shooting guard as opposed to having to play forward. Like this is going to be a a Denver team that, although it was very disappointing how they lost at home to the Houston Rockets last game, and I think that's a huge reason we're still getting so much juice and benefit on this minus uh, on the spread for Denver is because like we're, the last time we saw them, they've lost two in a row, one of them at home, which was like what they don't lose at home with their whole team intact, right? Is they were coming back like that was it was uh, Murray and Gordon's second game back, both from from missing a bunch of time, Murray even more time than than Gordon. Um, and like, I just think the offense is a little bit choppy. So I still think they're going to win this game because I think at the end of the day, when Jokic is like, yo, we need a couple buckets, I'm going to go get it. I considered an under for him because it's 50 and a half. It's very high. He hasn't been needed for the points, rebounds and assists. It's 50 and a half. Um, yeah. he hasn't been going over that at all lately. Uh, very few times on the season in general, by the way, like a 30% clip. And then as, as far as this matchup, like he's either not had to go over uh, or he's just really not scored that many points in a normal amount of time. I don't fully know what to attribute that to because Clint, Clint Capella is doing a decent job on him as far as one-on-one matchups go, but he's getting a ton of help. Like John Collins was helping out a lot as well. And the lack of like a, a, another defensive presence down low, Um, even Okongu like fine, but I, I'm not there with the two of them being jokic stoppers. So I'm not reading too deeply into, it. I think in the past he's gone uh, under his props mostly because, uh, of the fact that he didn't have to go over, to be honest. And they keep playing these games at a slow, choppy pace because Denver knows, like, if they just keep this into the half court, they're so much better in the half court on both sides of the ball um, that, that, that might as well just keep it that way. And that's that's how they want to play it, like the 96 pace, not the, like, 104 that, that Atlanta wants to play at. Denver knows that. I think that's heavily correlated to them keeping it slower and then winning this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know we didn't plan on this at all, but I think uh, this was the perfect pick because – you don't need to ask me how I feel about Trey Young. You see me using the Spider Man We Outside GIF all the time, <laughs> so you know how I feel about Trey Young.
0: <sighs> Shout out by Knicks baby. That's right. All right. So you gotta you gotta lean here for your fourth.
1: Yeah, I gotta lean on this one, especially if in beads out. So Kuzma. Listen, uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that the Wizards are ass and that they don't want to win and that uh, you can just go look at their game logs and see where they've scored single digits in the fourth quarter. Uh, I know Kuzma's kind of kind of the guy there because Poole isn't it. You gave him a ridiculous contract and he just sucks at basketball, which I think anybody with two eyeballs could have told you that that wasn't going to work out. But, hey, what do I know? I'm not the guy who threw 200 million at him. Uh, but anyway, Kuzma is kind of the workhorse of this team. But like I said, they're tanking, they're giving up. And especially if Embiid plays, this th- this isn't happening. Kuzma is not getting over 27 and a half points and assists if Embiid's in there. Uh, Kuzma does have games where he goes off on assists. Uh, and Philly is kind of soft at stopping assists. But he's not getting... 28 assists. Uh, And I also don't think that he's going to, I don't think he's going to be pushing 20 ish points, especially if Embiid's in there. Like this, this dude is atrocious against Philly, especially in the head to heads when they play each other. Uh, Give me one second while I pull up my info real quick. Uh, Points and assists. Kuzma versus Philly. Uh, one Under Yeah, he had 23. Uh, 32 was the only over. 16, yep. 16, 22, and 11. Now, a couple of those were back when he was with the Lakers and a role player. But going all the way back to 2022, he's only gone over this once. Um, and that was... This year uh, yep. back on 116 yep. um, 6 and I can't remember off the top of my head whether or not Embiid was
0: in or out but Embiid uh, b-dropped 48 in that game and for Kuz uh he he needed 20 shots to get that 20 points not too inefficient uh, but I do think there was like a lot more of the the faster pace it was a 76ers playing at like 100 203 pace at the time they've slowed that a okay. little bit like 98 it was a different it was almost a different team in Philly I think it's a different, it's different context that helps. Oh
1: out. yeah, it's way, yeah, it's way different. Um, especially like when Maxi wants to turn it on and everybody goes fast with him, like they can really hoop then. But yep. normally Philly likes to play a little bit slower. Um, you know, get the ball to Embiid, let him work in the post. He'll either find a dime or he'll go to the rim and take it himself. Uh, but listen, I don't. I think Kuzma might even be in some foul trouble here in this game, especially if he gets you know thrown on an island or rotates over and has to guard a guy like Embiid because, um, you know, it's not a bad call to follow him and put him at the line. I know he's decent at his free throws, but I would much rather put him at the line than watch him go up at the rim on an uncontested shot and not take the fall there. So yep. I-, I just think this is a good fade spot for Kuzma. It has been historically, and we all know Washington's ass and they don't want to win this game anyway. So maybe he plays three quarters and they throw him on the bench.
0: 100 percent yeah i don't know why he would play garbage time but it's hard to predict what this washington wizards team is going to do other than it's going to get blown out pretty consistently against this fucking team too. i think daniel gafford uh is questionable or he might even be out at this point things are still flying around um i actually can tell you right now daniel gafford is going to be considered, man, there's a lot of dudes on this. Yeah, injury report. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Lord. He is questionable still. So who knows if he's going to play fully, but who knows if anybody's going to freaking play anymore in this league. Let's close it out with a, uh, a bet that I am like a man. And this is a frustrating dude and Oaks. If you tell me that I'm an idiot and I should stop betting on dudes like Aaron Gordon or mother fricking clay Thompson, or these like frustrating dudes that are not going to get theirs. I'll listen the only thing is like my i have a strict takeovers on the opposing power forward against atlanta policy um say that five times fast so <laughs> over 12 and a half for ago look dude like like i said if you're atlanta you're giving up the third most points per game to power forwards you're giving up those points to to transitioning like transitioning athletic versatile power forwards as well like all these OB top and getting 21 against this team, right? Like that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about is like he and uh ne- Smith, the other power forward had 17 went well over his prop. Like everybody who was a four, uh, it goes over against this team. Uh, just just going down the line even more. Like the only Zion went over thirty. He had thirty nine points. Uh, Jalen Williams we got in there from uh, from OKC and Cat went over. Like everybody's even Mobley went over his points. This is this is this is where you get those points and a number of those I happen to know for a fact are transition buckets. And that's where Ago has been going a little bit more, um, definitely getting out. He's been getting rebounds, but not quite as much since he came back. And as a result, he's able to leak out a bit more and be the guy finishing on the end of those those fast break points. So I know I'm talking about Aaron Gordon getting points, playing fast, a breath after speaking about an under in that game. I, I, it's it's fine. Like there's still going to be defense. It's not, that's also why I don't think it's going to be Joker's style of game necessarily. Like, I think he's like, let me get these boards where he's had two games in Atlanta where he had over 18 rebound or 18 or more rebounds. Right. So that for a re a reason, Uh, which is that he's basically staying down there getting those defensive boards not letting Atlanta crash the offensive boards Um, so if you want to put the rebounds in there for Gordon as well I do think he has the the role of having to stay in and get those defensive rebounds knowing that Atlanta's a top five team in terms of second chance points the amount of point percentage points that they're scoring from down low or from second chance opportunities they're very high for this Atlanta team so you've got to keep them off the off the offensive glass which is what Ago will do but He's just such a problem uh, for a team that also, once again, doesn't have Jalen Johnson, probably won't have Jalen Johnson. Really solid athletic power forward for them. Sadiq Bay, not a good matchup for Gordon. So it's just going to be another opportunity for a really solid for, uh, power forward to get his against the squad.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, you're talking to a guy who's been on the wrong side of Anthony Gordon points and rebounds or PR or whatever you want to take with him. Nine different ways to Sunday. I tried backing him in the playoffs. I tried fading him in spots in the playoffs. Uh, I got taken to the woodshed a couple of times. I made a lot of money a couple of times. Uh, listen, it's it's all about minutes. It's all about getting the shot look you want. And you play the matchup. You do yeah. what, you know, not only the numbers, but just watching the tape and the analytics tells you it's yeah. that Atlanta can't guard power forts and even a guy who isn't a, a big scoring power forward this is a low line. this yeah. is six 11. this is seven but this is six buckets in a free throw you're yeah. telling me this guy can't get six buckets in a free throw in a 42 minute game you might be playing the wrong sport I'm um, man dude 100% right. yeah so, with, with like, the amount of
0: points that they're giving up down low, too, like you're saying, like this is where Aaron Gordon should live, right?
1: It, and it, to your point, if Vooch is doing a bulk of the rebound work or if he's stuffing the stat sheets in other ways, the best combo of situations you could find is Aaron Gordon putting up, you know, bad long twos or a three, <laughs> joke gets the rebound, dimes it right back out to him, and goes, Yo, dude, shoot it again nobody's stepping out to guard you and yeah. I'm big enough to get all of these fucking boards. Totally, so, totally. you know, that would be ideal. If, if, if uh, if you're a guy that's looking at the joke uh, rebounds, assists over and, and a guy playing Aaron Gordon points.
0: Oh yeah. No, I'm with it, man. I don't have a uh, best bet summary up here, but I'll just run through them real quick. All right. We've got uh, Oaks first bet here is Dame over 23 and a half points rising. Probably want to keep that to about 24 and a half. Would you play that 25 and a half over still?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't go much higher than 25 and a half. Yeah. I would want I would pay I would pay more juice. I would pay like minus 130ish at yeah. 24 and a half, then I would be to play 25 and a half at plus 105 yeah. plus one time. Right.
0: Yep, I feel that. Uh, I like an over in Cleveland at Orlando. Two twenty five and a half. I'm playing that up to like two twenty nine and a half, y'all, for real. So hopefully it doesn't climb too high before you or see this or able to get to the bet. But uh, that is where I would cap it is about two twenty nine and a half. Vooch under ten and a half boards. We not, we we got that juice to the under, thinking maybe we can even get it at eleven and a half at some point. You would, pl- you would obviously keep going to eat some juice and take under eleven and a half, I imagine.
1: Yeah, uh, I wouldn't want to get it below like minus 140 because to me that just becomes a parlay piece. It's really hard to stomach betting anything that's north of minus 135. Uh, I prefer to, I would prefer to take this under at a plus number uh, if it starts creeping up that way. I would take this at like plus 105, plus 110, plus 115 before I switch to eating a minus 140, minus 135 on the 11 and a half.
0: Good insight. Appreciate that. Donnie Mitchell over 28 and a half. This is not open while, while we're recording this, I said I would play this up to 30 and a half over, but I also like the idea of if it's at like 27, 28 as an open little ladder with like a 30 and a 35, I think is very worth it for Donnie Mitchell in this matchup. Jimmy buckets. I do like agree with you there. 25 plus for our boy and what should be a really easy matchup. We'll see if he comes out firing right away. That's going to be a huge part of this, but it's just a cupcake matchup. So I support you there. I uh, got an over, oh, sorry, did you want to add to that?
1: I, I almost, uh, so while I was looking at Jimmy, I was between points and him just to hit a three at minus 125. Uh, Charlotte also doesn't guard the three ball, and Jimmy all the time will just be standing there and be like, really, no one's going to step out and guard me? Okay.
0: Let's get let's get some, some volume for him there. I love that. Uh, I'm going to go. Under, but I am going to take Denver two and a half. I'll play this up to about four and a half, right, is where I I told everyone I would like this bet. And then I like the lean uh, of an under at 239 and a half, which if it stays there, hit it. If it goes up, hit it. Um, in terms of the under, I, I, I get a little bit scared at like 236, is where I start to get a little bit nervous of, with that under, but I think it's still going to be worth it right around there. And then we have a lean on coups, but we do want to know if uh, Embiid is playing in this one before we feel great about an under on his points and assists. I do like throwing the assist in there because hey, he's just never looking to dime, never seen a shot he doesn't like. And I'm yep. going with Aaron Gordon uh, over 12 and a half points for Ago in his matchup against the Hawks on an automatic power forward against Atlanta. Go ahead and hit an over kind of bet and that is all the time that oaks and i have for you today appreciate you coming on my man i know we're going to be getting back here can i actually get a little bonus best bet from you from a different sport i know you're a champions league and college basketball guy and i believe you have some good stuff for us right you got a little bonus one for us
1: yeah absolutely so i'm not a daily nba better but i i obviously Handicap a lot of different sports. I keep up with the NBA from a fan perspective. I I, I specialize in soccer and college basketball. So making the transition from college to NBA really isn't that hard. I just need to be reminded of a few simple things that you hear me asking Josh all the time. (laughs) I have a spot I absolutely love for you guys in Champions League midweek. AC Milan is heading to Newcastle for the final match in the group of death. Newcastle just got their ass beat by Everton, and they just lost today to Tottenham. Trippier, their right back, had an awful game both times and made two errors that led directly to goals. He's going through it. Newcastle are super banged up. They don't have a deep bench. Our boy... Captain America, Christian Pulisic, draws Trippier as the matchup. Right now, you can get him just to put a shot on target. Doesn't have to get a goal. Just goalie has to make a save. It's got to hit the frame at plus 128. I hit it at plus 114. AC Milan away this weekend. He cashed it. Pulisic, shot on target at plus money is a must bet for AC Milan. Doesn't matter the league. Doesn't matter where it's at. Captain America, Holds us down. He's clinical in the box. He'll put one on frame.
0: Hell yeah! Is there worth a sprinkle for the goal?
1: Uh, I I think that the goal and the assist are both worth a sprinkle. So Trippier is he's just he's having one of the worst weeks in soccer right now. Um, he just he's been made, you know he's he's looked really bad. Um, it is at St James Park in Newcastle, so. Maybe that gets him up, but they just don't have any depth to rotate him out. And he's their free kick specialist. So he's going to be on Mm. the pitch, and that's going to be his defensive assignment. His assist was only open on points bet. Only one shop had it. So I'm waiting personally to see where everybody else opens up. But plus 550 to like plus 350, plus 400 for his goal, definitely worth about, you know, a little quarter unit or tenth of a unit sprinkle on those as well.
0: Hell yeah appreciate the insight my man that's awesome hopefully for all the all those you still following along and watching uh you just got yourself a nice little free bet there as well from Pulisic check Oaks out as well I will continue to put the uh the discord link so that you guys can check them out get some free trial stuff in there and then uh see how you like it man because I'm definitely following along with college basketball and and UCL with my guy Uh, and we'll continue to have you on man maybe we'll do a couple of college basketball things here and there right we'll talk about that stuff moving forward Appreciate you as always, dude. Appreciate everyone liking uh, and following along, subscribing, super helpful. We're coming back each and every day this week with more NBA and maybe a few other sports as well. Until I see you next, happy betting.